The LA Kings have opened up training camp down under. We look at the lineup and the Lions we're expecting to see in the preseason opener and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Well, the LA Kings have wrapped up the rookie face-off in Las Vegas. Uh, we've got three days until the preseason opener, September 22nd in Melbourne, Australia, against the Arizona Coyotes, 22 days away from opening night, October 11th, at Crypto.com Arena against the Colorado Avalanche. So I believe it's day three of the LA Kings down in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, as we record this show here on Tuesday evening, it is morning time uh, on Wednesday in Melbourne. Uh, and the Kings have had two practices so far. And for those interested, uh, we do have a report from friend of the show, Zach Dooley, the LA Kings insider, as to what the Lions look like to open up training camp for the LA Kings. And not much of a surprise if you've been kind of following along with this. The top line so far in the opening days of practice for the Kings, Andre Kopitar at center, Adrian Kempe on right wing, Quentin Byfield on left wing. The second line has Philip Deneau at center with Trevor Moore on left wing and Victor Arvidsson on the right wing. The third line is centered by Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kevin Fiala on the left wing, and Arthur Kaliev on the right wing. And the fourth line centered by Blake Lazat. Carl Grundstrom's on the left wing. Trevor Lewis is on the right wing. The rest of the forwards at training camp, you've got Jared Anderson Dolan, Alex Turcotte, Samuel Fagimo, and Jacob Doty, which is a name that might surprise some people. What is Jacob Doty doing at training camp? This is a guy who has no chance of making the LA Kings roster, but apparently they took him along for a little muscle in case it's necessary in one of these two games. Now, he was an undrafted player. He's 30 years old. He's a career minor leaguer. He's never played in an NHL game. Over 300 games, though, in the minor leagues in the ECHL and the AHL, including over 80 games the last four seasons with the Ontario Reign. In that time, he has a total of three goals, but over 200 penalty minutes. So, uh, again, uh, apparently they decided, just in case, let's take somebody down there that if we need him can do that kind of thing. Um, but very, I mean, very cool for Jacob Doty, like uh, a guy who's going to be on Ontario again this season. Um, he's kind of one of those, uh, guys that if you need him, if you need a little rough stuff in your lineup, you can call him up. If there's uh, something going on in the NHL where the Kings feel like they might need someone to respond to something, but anyway, good for Jacob Doty to get a chance to go to Australia and to open up training camp. I'm sure that's a memory that he will never forget. He may never make it to the NHL, but he did go to get to go to the uh, to go to the global series game in Melbourne, Australia, and be a part of a group that's uh, playing the first ever NHL games in Australia. So good for him. So the focus on what we saw there with the lines uh, reminds me of an email that we got on a recent fan feedback show from RJ in Long Beach, who was questioning why I continued to say Pierre-Luc Dubois was going to be on the second line 
instead of Philip Deneau. And I still stand by my opinion that Philip Deneau is going to be the second line center for the Kings this season. He's going to get the majority of minutes uh, other than Andre Kopitar at the center position. But I guess I will have to concede that judging by the lines so far in practice, where again, Philip Deneau is centering the second line along with Trevor Moore and uh, also Victor Arbitson, that perhaps uh, is going to be a thing where Pierre-Luc Dubois and the rest of that uh, third line will have to earn those second line minutes. So um, that is uh, certainly something that uh, we will keep an eye on going forward. Uh, But either way, it's still a great situation for the Kings, uh, regardless of who is the second and third centers right now. Um, Great down the middle. Very, very good as far as the depth go of that position and should improve the Kings this season. At least they're banking on that being the case with the big acquisition of Pierre-Luc Dubois. On defense, uh, you had the top pairing of Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty. Anderson on the left side, Doughty on the right side. The second pairing, Vladislav Gabrikov on the left side, Matt Roy on the right side. And the third pairing of Andreas England and Jordan Spence. Uh, you've also got Tobias Bjornfoot and Jacob Movarari as two extra defensemen on the trip to Australia as well. Uh, the biggest thing that we're going to focus on heading into Friday night's preseason opener is, to me, Andreas England. Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois is the big new acquisition. Cam Talbot would be the second player. Um, but as far as making the roster, uh, and I guess you could include Trevor Lewis in there in some respects. He's a new player back with the Kings, but we know what we're going to get out of Trevor Lewis. Uh, as far as new players, right? You've got Pierre-Luc Dubois and you've got Andreas England. Those are the real two new players as far as skaters go for the LA Kings. So he's going to have, England's going to have a spotlight on him, especially for me uh, for that first game in uh, in Melbourne coming up Friday, our time, Saturday, their time, because there is an open competition for that left side defensive spot on the third pairing between him and former first-round pick Tobias Bjornfoot. Now, it would make sense for Bjornfoot to maybe get the start in game two on Saturday, so you could see you know, one player play one game, one player play the next game. Uh, but regardless, right now, uh, according to the, the lineup we have so far to start training camp, England is on that third pairing on the left side. Now, he's 27 years old, 6 foot 390 pounds. He has been known to be physical, to bring a physical presence. I know a lot of Kings fans would like to see more of that in our lineup. Uh, Also, he has been known to take some penalties, and with the Kings' penalty kill situation, bad penalties obviously would not earn him uh, ice time, you would think, uh, because he's not going to give you anything offensively. Uh, But England has appeared in 80 career NHL games, 47 last year in both Colorado and Chicago. So again, Andreas England, it'll be our first look at him as an L.A. King, and uh, we'll see how his first step is in that competition for the third pairing left defensive spot. Now we mentioned Brant Clark the other day did not make the trip to Australia. And again, LA Kings insider, Zach Dooley providing a bit of an update in his blog at the LA Kings insider.com that Clark is going to be, uh, going to be have no contact uh, for seven to 10 days. I, so that I, I assume he's still skating uh, and probably skating on his own but no contact for seven to 10 days. And then after that, they're going to determine how to reintegrate him into the lineup there at training camp. Will he be skating? Uh, where exactly he's going to be skating? Things like that. Um, but that does confirm the report that we saw in Mayor, at mayorsmanor.com, who first reported the story 
Um, they reported it was an upper body injury. Um, Zach Dooley didn't go into details as to far as what kind of injury it was. Um, but the Kings are obviously being cautious with Brant Clark. Barring any setbacks, it would se- seem to make sense that we're going to see Brant Clark at some point in the preseason. But as we mentioned on Monday's show, this does open up an interesting situation for Jordan Spence in that you know we weren't sure exactly how that competition could start off as far as the third pairing on the right side. But we know for now, it's definitely going to be Jordan Spence, I would assume, probably for, for both games in Australia, especially since he was born in Australia and there's a lot of media attention play, paid to him. But an opportunity for Jordan Spence at least to get that first foot in the door towards trying to win that job on the right side on the third pairing. As for the goalies that are down there in Australia, you've got Phoenix Copley, David Riddich, and Cam Talbot. Uh, the anticipation is with the three veteran goalies that Copley and Talbot are going to share the net with David Riddich providing depth as the number one and number two goalie in Ontario. But things could obviously change. Uh, We all thought that Phoenix Copley was basically an afterthought last season at the beginning of the year, that he would be the backup in Ontario Um, to Matt Valalta. Obviously things completely changed once the season got going. And I would expect to see Copley start as the number one goalie in game one. And then Talbot probably in that second game against Arizona, but uh, it's certainly possible that, uh, you know, it's the preseason. Maybe they change things up. Maybe they bring David Riddich in off the bench or they do something along those lines. But there's three veteran goalies for the LA Kings down there in Australia. We're going to get much more into those three veteran goalies as we start to preview the upcoming season and kind of look into the different groupings of the LA Kings. We'll do that here in just a moment on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. A football season has kicked off and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time that team wins a regular season game. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll earn bonus bets with every victory. You can use those bonus bets on point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book, that is fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, we are going to look at the LA Kings by groups as we count down to the NHL season. And today we're going to start with a group that will be under a lot of scrutiny, and that is the goaltenders. I mentioned briefly that there are three goaltenders at training camp in Australia. Uh, And so let's start with Phoenix Copley, the man that you are most likely familiar with. Uh, He is the only returning goalie that has any experience as an L.A. King. The 31-year-old from North Pole, Alaska, came out of nowhere last year to take over the number one job and help save the Kings' season. Uh, When they needed a goalie to just come in and be solid, he was solid. Uh, His numbers, 2.64 goals against average, 903 save percentage, are certainly not going to blow you away. But it was good enough for the Kings to win games, and a lot of games. He posted a 24-6-3 record. That was the third-best winning percentage in the NHL behind uh, Vesna Trophy winner Linus Olmark from Boston and Hurricanes goalie Antti Ranta. That winning percentage of 690, excuse me, 649. Third best in the entire NHL for Phoenix Copley. Now, it was a career year for a career minor leaguer. Can he repeat that career best year where he posted, he had the most starts in his NHL career, most wins, best goals against average, tied for his best save percentage. Can he do that again? I say yes. Uh, Why not? Um, He didn't 
blow you away with the numbers. It wasn't like he did things far and away uh, than anything we had ever seen from him in the minor leagues or in his brief stints in the NHL. So I think it's very reasonable that, you know, it's not how, how where is he going to fall to come back to earth? He, you know what I'm saying? If he had to put up these giant numbers, then he'd be like, wow, he's never really done that before. Is this just kind of sh- of a shooting star situation? No, his numbers were kind of about what he's always done, but that was good enough for the LA Kings to win a lot of games. So I see no reason why Phoenix Copley can't duplicate his numbers from last season. Then you've got Cam Talbot coming to the LA Kings as now the most experienced NHL goalie in the organization with 218 career NHL starts over 10 seasons. The Kings will be his seventh NHL team. Uh, He was most recently in Ottawa where he had some injury issues and battled through a tough season record of 17, 14 and two uh, for the Ottawa Senators, 2.93 goals against average and an 898 save percentage. Those are not good numbers. And a repeat of that will not get it done for the LA Kings may even get him out of the lineup possibly. But that said, the season before last in Minnesota, he had a 32-12-4 and record, 2.76 goals against average, and a 9-11 save percentage, leading the Minnesota Wild into the playoffs. Now, can the 36-year-old Talbot return to the form um, two years ago and help the Kings get back into the playoffs and beyond? I think if he stays healthy, playing behind a much better team and defensive core, I think we will see a lot more of the Cam Talbot we saw two years ago rather than the one we saw last season. As for David Riddich, he's a bit of an in-betweener when you look at him compared to Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot. Like Copley, he's 31 years old. Last season, he was a backup for the Winnipeg Jets. He posted a 9-8-1 and record with a 2.67 goals against average and a 9-0-1 save percentage. Uh, again, not great numbers, but not bad numbers either. Um, He has more NHL experience than Copley, but not as much as Talbot having played in 79 career NHL games, mostly as a number two backup. He did have a couple of seasons in Calgary where he was one of the goalies, kind of 1A, 1B situation there. Um, So if something happens to Cam Talbot or Phoenix Copley, then David Riddish could capably fill in both short and long-term for the Kings as the number two goalie. But if something were to really happen and they'd have to turn to him to be the number one guy, the Kings would definitely have to go out and, and get somebody else to come in and help out. But all three goalies with NHL experience, all three goalies working on one-year contracts, so all three should be highly motivated to earn their next contract, whether it's in LA or elsewhere with a strong season. Well, No one is going to be blown away by the Kings core of goaltenders. Uh, They are all an experienced group, and I think they all should be good enough to help the LA Kings play their roles, uh, getting the LA Kings back into the playoffs. Now, can they backstop the LA Kings to a deep playoff run? Well, we saw in Vegas last year, they used four different goalies to eventually get to the promised land and win the Stanley Cup. So it remains to be seen. With this group, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. If the Kings can do some special things, uh, obviously scoring, shoring up the penalty kill, uh, and doing some things well as a team in front of this veteran group of goaltenders. We got a double dose of Name That King. That's coming up next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. And today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical, who provides a product called the Jace Case. It can supply you with five life-saving antibiotics in case of emergency. All you have to do is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, 
make a quick call to their board-certified physician and be prepared with antibiotics in case of an emergency. You also get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication deliveries and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. We have a pair of former LA Kings making news today, and usually when that happens, we like to do something called Name That King, especially during the offseason when we have a little extra time. Now, if you're new to this, usually um, what we do is former king in the news, and we try to see if you can guess who this is. Maybe you heard the news already, but if not, uh, we give you some clues as to this player. And hopefully by the end of me giving you all these clues, you'll have figured out who it is. And if not, well, then maybe you learned something today. All right, let's give you the news on these two L.A. Kings uh, that were in the headlines earlier today. First former king, born August 22nd, 1991 in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, after a standout junior career as a forward with the Brandon Wheat Kings. This former king would be drafted by L.A. with the fifth overall selection in 2009 he was right after evander kane and right before oliver ekman larson interestingly enough his brother a defenseman who's also still playing in the nhl was also a former la king and also drafted fifth overall in the 20 uh, 2008 draft uh this former king made his nhl debut on november 26 2009 against the vancouver canucks at the time he was the third youngest player ever to play in a game for the LA Kings. But after just nine career games as a King, he would be traded to the Philadelphia Flyers along with Wayne Simmons and a second round pick in 2012 for Mike Richards. This former King would end up playing six years in Philadelphia before being traded to the St. Louis blues in exchange for forward Yori Laterra, a first round pick in 2017 and a conditional first round pick in 2018. This former King will be is uh, entering his seventh season in St. Louis. His 15th season as an NHLer, and today he was named the 24th captain in the history of the St. Louis Blues. His brother, Luke, is currently a defenseman for the Nashville Predators. Name that king, Braden Shen. Uh, I was a big fan of Braden Shen when the Kings drafted him. Uh, he was uh, billed as a bit of a Dustin Brown type of a player. Uh, had some skill, had some grit, could hit, could score 20 goals, get you 40, 50 points a season. Um, as I recall, I was a little bit disappointed at the time uh, of the trade, also because I was a big Wayne Simmons fan as well. But I also knew that Mike Richards could come in, be a veteran asset, uh, and help the Kings get closer to winning the Stanley Cup, uh, which is exactly what happened. Um, and you gotta, when you gotta do something like that, make a move like that, you have to give up some good young players and Braden Shen certainly was a good young player who's turned into a very solid NHL player. Um, and it worked out well for the Kings, obviously, and Braden Shen, um, the Kings with Mike Richards went on to win two Stanley cups for Shen. He would win a cup of his own in St. Louis recently. And I remember when the Kings drafted him, there was talk about him being captain material at some point. Well, it took him a while. But he does finally have the C, not in L.A., but in St. Louis. Braden Shen, 
uh, is our first name that Kings player uh, of the day, the new captain of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so, so nice. We did it twice. Braden Shen, not the only former King in the news today. This former King was born August 10th, 1992 in Kitchener, Ontario, drafted by LA in the first round, 30th overall in 2012. He was the final pick of the 2012 first round. Uh, his first NHL game was in the playoffs, playing on the fourth line for the Kings against the San Jose Sharks in the 2013 Stanley Cup playoffs. He would end up playing six years in LA before being traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2018 for Carl Hagland. After 44 games with the Penguins, he was again shipped off this time to Vancouver in exchange for defenseman Eric Gabranson. After parts of five years with the Canucks, this former King would be traded earlier today to the Montreal Canadiens, along with a third-round pick in exchange for goaltender Casey DeSmith. You will likely remember this former King as a part of that 70s line, along with Tyler Toffoli and Jeff Carter. He wore number 70 for the LA Kings and continues to wear that number. Name that King, Tanner Pearson. That 70s line was a fun line. That was a fun group. And Tanner Pearson, always going to be remembered as part of that fun line and as a Stanley Cup champion with the 2014 Los Angeles Kings. So hope you enjoyed a double dose of Name That King. Those are pretty easy. I'm guessing I'm guessing you got both of those right. I'm guessing you got both of those right. Uh, that is going to do it for today's show, but uh, some exciting things coming up this week. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch every day, coming up tomorrow, we are scheduled to be joined by Ontario Rain Manager of Communications and Content in front of the show, Jared Schaffron. He's going to give us a first-hand recount of what happened in Las Vegas with the LA Kings rookie and their performance at the recent Rookie Showdown. Uh, he'll give us all the information on uh, the players that stood out in his mind. I'm sure he was able to speak with head coach Marco Sturm, get his thoughts as well on that. So excited to get a first-hand recap of all the goings-on by the LA Kings rookies at the recent uh, Rookie Shootout there in Las Vegas. I'm also excited to announce that coming up on Thursday, we are scheduled to be joined by Andrew McDougall and Gordon Goodenough. Uh, they are from Hockey Hype Australia. It's uh, a website that is covering all things Australian ice hockey. Uh, they are both credentialed NHL media members for the Global Series in Melbourne. They are covering that event, and they're going to give us a firsthand account of what's going on down under with the LA Kings and kind of enlighten us on the Australian hockey scene uh, and give us a report on what the buzz is like down there for the LA Kings playing in the global series down in Melbourne coming up on Friday and Saturday night here in Los Angeles time. Uh, and also Friday, we will preview that opening game of the global series between the LA Kings and the Arizona Coyotes. Tell you what we're going to be looking for very early on as the 2023-24 LA Kings take their first steps to this upcoming season. And of course, we will also have our fan feedback show, uh, your emails, your comments on the Facebook page. You can also tweet things if you want. If you have any comments you want to post on Twitter, uh, we certainly take those as well. Again, that's coming up on Friday. So some cool things, I think, coming up here in the next couple of days on Lockdown LA Kings. Really looking forward to that interview with those guys in Australia. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to find out what it's like to be a hockey fan uh, down under. Hey, don't forget, stay interactive with the show um, by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings. And again, that'll do it for today's show. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 
Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.